Hold on, let me make a drink. Oh, okay. Hey, Kenny. What? What do you want now? I'm busy. Who played the coach in the college football movie, The Program? Burt Reynolds. Wrong. James Kahn. You're such an idiot. Welcome to Man vs. Model, the only podcast in the multiverse that pits humans against machines in a pre-apocalyptic college football predictioneering battle royale to the death. Here's your host, Kenny. Peanut butter pants. Morton. Thank you for getting it right this week. I appreciate that. Okay. I was going to say Nick Nolte, but then I was like, that was oh, blue, chips. blue chips. Blue chips. Yeah. How about how about Waterboy? Uh, oh, that's the Fonz. Yeah, Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What other college football movies are there? Um, we are Marshall. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yep. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. What's the one in Denzel? Remember the Titans? Is he the? Yeah, coach? that's high school. Yeah, but yeah, it's high school football. Uh, oh, varsity, varsity Blues. Mm. No idea. Actually, is I don't know. Coach Taylor? No, no, that's Friday Night Lights. No, I, I know, but it was, yeah. it was the same character. No. I don't know. Who is it? Angelina Jolie's father. Really? Oh, um, John Voight. Yep. Oh, John Voight. Yeah, John Voight. Yep. Yeah. Uh, who's, who's the, what's the guy, uh, who, what's Ed Gennaro's name? Oh. For a million dollars. Oh, his real name? Yeah. I don't know that one. Yeah, that's tough. What's his assistant's name, though, who takes over? You know... That, you know that one guy? Yeah, I know the guy. I see the guy. I don't yeah, know what his name is. Know. Do you know? Hell no. <laughs> you just asked these <laughs> trivia questions like you knew. Uh, yeah, I did, okay. but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kenny, I decided I'm just going to, this this year, I'm just going to ask you trivia questions in the beginning. Hmm, okay. I'm down for that. Yeah. So yeah. you better answer them correctly. I, I probably won't. I'm, g- I'm good at trivia, but just not like on the spot trivia. I, I that doesn't make, that does not make any sense. <laughs> no, yeah, it does. It really <laughs> does. I'm really good at trivia, but give me an hour to Google it. <laughs> What's, is that bad? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really good we at trivia, just, but not like we, when you directly ask me questions. We were just talking about my, my uh, I guess, how would I put it? Just useless knowledge bank of mm. information. Like, mm. I could tell you how many yards receiving Jerry Rice had in his uh, rookie year. Go. 1570. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yep. Led, led the NFL in receiving yards that year. Okay. Cool. Yep. Cool. Yep. Terrell Owens. Was not Jerry Rice. <laughs> I had his I had his card right like uh, so I had like his rookie card and so you know he had his rookie well no you would have had his first year card then right because they wouldn't have had rookie stats on this rookie card it was like some special series like uh, rookie okay. yeah like okay. rookie leaders or whatever it was gotcha yeah. so, okay yeah, gotcha. so like a late season thing so yeah, yeah. all right trivia I'm ready is it gonna be sports trivia or just tri- trivia um it's probably going to be sports movie trivia okay I think hmm. that way we can hmm. just keep it to that category hmm. all right. probably mostly football. Since we are a football podcast, however, sort there of. may be there may be some blue chip uh, questions because that movie rules. That does rule. Uh, if Kenny doesn't get it, do I get a shot for uh, Can he steal? The steal? It? Ooh, possibly, but I have I'll have to lengthen the uh, opening no, no, no. song. No, 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 you don't have to lengthen. Oh, after, after, oh yeah, after. afterwards. Yes, he misses, then I get it. Then you get it. Yeah, that gives Absolutely. you time to Google it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Man vs. Model, episode two of season seven. Holy crap! It's been a long time. It's been. Dern near a decade. Yeah, we talked about that last time. I mean, we started the show as younger men. Yeah, and better men. Better, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Probably definitely, yeah. Uh, right, let's do some introductions here before we get started. So right across from me, drinking a bush light. Yeah, is yeah, boy. our favorite 
computer nurse, the only computer nurse we know, so he automatically rises to the top of the list. Casey, the Platinum Toaster. Splastoster. Yeah. Hey, well, how's it going? Hey, I am just looking at this table, and may I say that we are all very sexy right now. Because we all put eyeliner on. Yeah, we're all wearing eyeliner. This is the eyeliner episode. <clears throat> Let me just tell you this. Um, Kate, Kate, Caitlin, this is a Casey's wife, put eyeliner on me. It was w- one of the worst experiences I've had in, in a while. I don't know how women do it. Yeah, I would have to agree with you Ooh, on that. That actually. was bad. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Kenny was looked. Kenny when he when he didn't even flinch or nothing. She was just yep. went right in there and just did it. I, I think he. That's because he has dead eyes. Or that, or he's like that guy with Buffalo Bill, and he just like walks around in his basement and is like with his weird, weird his like putting on eyeliner and <laughs> dancing with people's skin. Yep, that sounds like Kitty. Yep, and to my right <laughs> <laughs> is the, the Doctor of the Dingus, the Master of the Machine, Reverend Doctor William Ooh. Richard. You know, I was England. a Reverend for a while. You were with the you church. Know, you're of never eternal un- light or something. You're never un Reverend. Really? Yeah. You don't. I you lost don't my certificate. Is, is it just floating out there in the interwebs? Yeah. You, you can Google it. Download it you again? Can, yeah, yeah, you didn't go download it again. Well, then, Reverend Doctor, it is. Uh, thanks, Kenny. How are you? I'm, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. right. Yeah. And still enjoying being an analyst. Mm, I am good. Yes, good. very much so. Good. Very good. Um, very relaxed right now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You seem like it. Uh, yes, that's, the, that's always the saying. You know, once you become an analyst, you it's never, just, you can never yeah, go back. That's true, and it just, it just relaxes you. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. like, if you clinch up, it's going to be a bad. Yeah, you kind of, well, you have to stay. Yeah, it kind of opens stay, up really. your whole world. Exactly, right? yeah. Yeah. exactly. A lot, a lot of doors open up. <laughs> exactly. Back doors, front doors. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, this week, Legion, <laughs> we are starting our conference preview. So we're going to start off with a triple header this week. We decided to tackle three this week, and actually, I mean, these are the conferences we love. Mm-hmm. This is sort of our sweet spot when it comes to, to picks and, and things we talk about on the show a lot. So we're going to take you through. Uh, we're going to start with the Mac. Then we're going to move on to Conference USA and wrap up with the Sun Belt or the Fun Belt. Fun this Belt. This known. year it's the Fun Belt. So we have Sexy Hot Maction, Conference USA, <laughs> the Fun Belt. Oh, good. Good one. What do, what do you got for Conference USA? Um, I, I got nothing right now. Mm. I'll, I'll think of something. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Conference U.S. Mm. No, can't U.S. Say hey, <laughs> yeah. there you go. I was, there you I go. was going down the wrong <laughs> road there for a minute. We're gonna get our podcast canceled. As if well, we don't. I say we have any listeners, listeners to get canceled. <laughs> yeah. Don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, no one, no one will notice. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're gonna start with it this week. So let's get started with the Mac. So I think what we'll do, hey Dingus, why don't you break down the the odds for us? So we'll, we're gonna talk about win totals. Who has the highest win totals? We're going to look at the odds, where those tell us, and we'll look at a few over and under, so we'll look at who we think is most likely to go over and under, and then we'll talk about our picks for who we think is going to win the conference, and then we'll kind of touch on um, lowest win totals. Right on, right on. Right on. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay, so in the MAC, there's actually quite a bit of separation for uh, three teams at the top. you got Buffalo, Toledo, and Ball State. Um, all have win totals of eight or more, but uh, actually Buffalo is the only team at the top, who uh, the odds suggest have uh, actually a decent chance of going under, and I mean, I know you guys are going to touch on it, but I guess it's probably you know Los Leopold, a couple transfer, a couple key transfers. So you'll get into it uh, here in a minute. But uh, I just want to actually point out we have a, a definite, possible definite uh, quest for two candidate in Blowing Green. I'm sorry, um, Bowling Green. Oh, Ooh, see what I did there? Yeah. Actually, turned out it, it actually started as a typo and ended as a hilarious joke. So <laughs> it's like one of those autocorrect things <laughs> yeah, that actually like, ends up being more accurate. Yeah, and than I was what like, you oh wait, that say. was yeah. fucking great. Yep. Um, so their win total is one point, uh, one and a half. 
and the uh, odds are minus 130 on the under. That's uh, no bueno. No bueno at all. And last but not least, um, at minus 155, Miami of Ohio actually has the best odds in the MAC of going over their total, which is set at four and a half. So oh. suffice to say, oh. sexy hot MAC is going to be pretty interesting this year, I think. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of that, before we get into the yeah. conference, go ahead. Um, and I'm just thinking out loud, but we can share our thoughts with our our legion of listeners. Love to. So I'm assuming that with our quest for two, are we gonna are we just gonna start with the, our normal two candidates? We're gonna are we gonna do race for two to start? Race for two, probably Kansas and Kansas and Nebraska. Nebraska yeah, right. <laughs> well, I don't because Nebraska's not winning that many games. No, but they'll win two. They have Fordham second game. Oh, yeah. that's one. That's one. And then win. Buffalo. I don't know if we're going to yeah. beat Buffalo. Well, Buffalo's got a, Buffalo's got a new coach that just that just started. I don't know. We had a coach that has been around and sucks ass. So I don't know if new coaches are good or bad, bud. <laughs> this is true. I mean, we can. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care what I, Kansas will be, be a little bit quick. different. It'll be over quick. Yeah. And then if, if if Nebraska wins the race for two, we'll just plug in Bowling Green or who somebody else. Yeah. You all Monroe or something. Yeah. Because I wonder if Kansas will. Well, we'll do. We'll have to figure that out when we get to the Big Twelve preview. I don't think. I don't think they will. Kansas is where coaches go to in their careers. Yeah, but so. I, I know Leopold's going to have a uphill struggle. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to that obviously. Yeah, when we, when, like you said, when we get to Big Twelve, but Leopold just feels different. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I think it's the best hire that Kansas has made in a long time. Yeah, we'll see. Since uh, Mangino. Man, Mount Mangino. Mount Mangino. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Casey, talk us through the Mac a little bit. Yeah, like Rich saying, the top, you know, the top end's pretty good. But I really like. Uh, I think Kent State and their top ranked offense are actually going to come out of the East. I like them. I think Buffalo takes you know the dip here. Leopold's gone. Left late. Left wonder, late. But like I was thinking about that. So does the dip come the year after the coach leaves, or a couple years after the coach leaves? Because Hypo stepped in. And did, and repeated just what Frost's success was without missing a beat, and then has sort of tapered off since then. And so I'm wondering, sure, let's agree that there's a dip, but, does, but what's the timing of it? But it's like, but it's like a brand new. I think it's almost like a whole new coaching system. So they have to learn a whole new system, you know. And like we talked about, and, and I'll touch this too. Just after spring, spring. And, yeah, after spring, after spring, I wonder what who took over for Leopold at Wisconsin Whitewater, what they were able to do after he left. Yeah. Might be, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It depends on it. Yeah, is that is that? I mean, Marks, gonna stick Marks is still there, right? So the guy, so one of the two really awesome running yeah. backs is still there, mm-hmm. right? So obviously they probably should be run heavy. They brought in an Alabama guy, right? So recruiting, um, like, like this, like the class was already signed, right? It was after spring. Well, we're gonna just, we're gonna so. find out how much of its talent now, how much of its coaching. Which I, this is what I love about you know being like this coach effect thing. This is where it really yeah. comes into play because yep. you get to see. You know, like Frost transferring from UCF to Nebraska, what's the coach effect been? Neg- like da- negative, yeah, obviously. way negative. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. so we'll see because, like, and so, so it makes you think that it's more talent for Frost than it is like coaching ability. Yeah, yeah, that's the strongest case. And so yeah. we'll see. We get to see this now with Leopold. Was yeah. it was it that he, he just had like a ton of talent at Buffalo more than the conference, or is he or is he a re- really legit coach? So we'll yeah. see that. Yeah. So um, Ohio State has a good or not Ohio State. <laughs> nope. Well, they have a good defense. Ohio State has a good defense. I don't yep. know if you guys knew that. Uh, we'll get to that in a few weeks. Um, Ohio has a good defense, uh, but Kent State's offense I think will be best in the conference again. Kent State has a win total at five. I say hammer the over here. They're gonna go undefeated in conference play. That's my big. Is that a pants off bet for you? Sure. 
Right. Well, yeah, I'll do it pants off. I don't. I have okay. I'll just have my pants off here. It's no big deal. We all work like that all the time <laughs> yeah. anyway. So what's <laughs> a big deal? Yeah. yeah. Um. So in the West, I have T- Toledo. Their entire offense returns. They averaged thirty-five points per game. They returned ten on defense. Um, and they only allowed 24 points per game. Uh, the Rockets' win total is 8.5. I like the over here as well. I think they win 8 for sure with 50-50 games versus Colorado State. If the Rams are favored, that's a pretty easy bet for Toledo for me, I think, um, this year. And then they're at Ball State and at Ohio. So I think they can get at least one of those, if not all three. And I think Toledo beats the Golden Flashes for the championship. So I like the Rockets over 8.5, and, and I love Kent State over 5.5. All right, Dingus. Well, that pick sucks balls. Sorry, Gizzy, it's terrible. Kent State played... Suck my golden balls. <laughs> uh, Kent State played four games last year. Four. Uh, they did win three, but two of them came against Akron and Bowling Green, who were a combined 1-11. and 11. And, yeah, your, your quote-unquote top-ranked offense did score 16 of those games, but they also lost to Buffalo by fucking 30 points and then played a mediocre Eastern Michigan team that they barely managed to eke out a 27-24 victory. So uh, not impressed by uh, Kent State at all. Bottom line, um, the MAC played half a season last year, and I'm pretty sure three or four teams played, like, four games or less. That's so true. you can't tell me with any confidence who is going over or under, who's going to win, because there's just no data. So that means only an idiotic shit would try to predict this year's outcomes based on last year's data. So my prediction for this year's <laughs> outcomes based on last year's data <laughs> is that uh, Northern Illinois will go over three and a half. Kent State goes under five. Boo. And in the end, it's Miami of Ohio versus Toledo. As we all know, Miami man hates Toledo man. When they have a fight, Toledo wins. Toledo man. I rest my case. And there's your outro music. Okay, perfect. That actually... That actually... Adds up. Makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. That makes that math sense. checks out. Yeah, that math does check out. <sighs> well, we'll see what happens. Pants off, Miami of Ohio, undefeated. No, Kent State, State undefeated, yeah. In conference. Uh, so I'm going to talk quite a bit about S&P because that's what the Kingus is based on mainly uh, with a couple other um, spices thrown on top. Uh, but so Bill Conley, the the guy who came up with S&P, released uh, returning productivity yeah. for every single team so in the last seven years the average returning productivity for a team is 62.6 this year Mm 76.7 yeah means there's a lot of what they call super seniors coming back this year you know and rich is interesting you say that you know last year what do we do with that there's incredible continuity between last year's teams and this year's team so you wonder if maybe Mm -hmm. that data might actually still be pretty damn reliable because there hasn't been a ton of turnover What's interesting, we talk about Buffalo, because of the coaching change, those transfers, things like that, Buffalo is actually, they're, they're 65% returning productivity overall. Normal year, middle of the pack, maybe a little bit better. This year, 108th in returning talent. So that kind of shows you, um, you know, where things have shifted as far as returning players. So that'll be an interesting thing to keep track of just across the country, you know, a lot more players coming back than a normal year. So you have literal miracle worker Lance Leopold moving on to the Power Five. Uh, I thought maybe we should call Kansas Lazarus. <laughs> Is he able to raise them <laughs> from the? From the I mean, if, like right. we said, if he if he can turn around that program yep. and maintain and and not get fired, you know, for locking guys in cages or whatever. <laughs> no, that was no, that was uh, Leach. That was yeah, that was, yeah, was Leach. No, uh, Mangino got fired because he told uh, somebody to go back to the ghetto. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Whoops. cancel culture. And then didn't didn't Weiss <laughs> didn't Weiss like 
choke somebody. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Interestingly, um, S&P actually, so Buffalo and Nebraska play, they have, they're they giving Buffalo a 14% chance of beating Nebraska this year. So, interesting. I would go higher than that. I would too. I'm going to put it more like 40. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, as for Kent State, they have an absolutely brutal schedule. They're non-con. They have Maryland, Texas A&M, and Iowa. And I don't think there are enough toss-ups to get them to five, um, let alone win the division. So good luck with that pick. I actually like. I know. I didn't want to go chalk. I didn't want to go. I didn't go chalk either. And I and Toledo's looks good, but I actually like the under the radar Ohio Bobcats. Mm -hmm. I was was looking at them too. I like them too. Uh, Curtis Rourke. Nathan's little bro nice. takes over quarterback, so you got some continuity some there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. And you know, you got to figure Solich is close to retirement, mm-hmm. so you wonder if there's kind of like a win-one for the old balls kind of mentality around there, where they're like, "Let's do this for Frank." He's never won a conference championship. I can't believe That's that. Kind of weird. Yeah, he's never won. They've so. been a consistent program though. Like, they've oh, yeah. been super consistent. Oh yeah, super. And that was a great place for him to go. I mean, yeah. he's been able to just go there and you know just get wasted in coach football, <laughs> drive the wrong way down one way streets. It's perfect for a guy like that Frank. Fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, over in the West, the most intriguing t- team I think is Ball State. They finished forty six last year in offensive S and P, and like a lot of teams, they bring back a lot of that offense. I think it's tops in the in that division. I do though agree with Rich here. I'm going to go Toledo, just because Toledo does Toledo things, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and I think in a year like this, that consistency is going to pay off. So I have Toledo and Ohio in that conference championship game. Yeah, I would like the thing that was really cool about like when I was researching these conferences is that just the amount sheer amount of like the good teams in the conferences like how much they're bringing back is just crazy mm-hmm. we're gonna get to it in a f- couple of these and it's just like they're people bring back their entire offenses yeah like, all 11 starters well, are coming and, back and that's pretty awesome for teams that played full seasons i don't i mean f- sure four extra games for some of those teams is impressive but if you're returning you know 70 percent of your players and you got to play 11 games that's different than if you returned 70 percent of your players and you played three games which a lot of teams in the mac did sure sure but i think that like you know what's cool is you have the super seniors which mm-hmm. is super cool and then you also have these like freshmen that maybe got some playing time so mm-hmm. i think that even if you just played the four games you're still like improving so i think you're going to see the g5 play some really like solid football like these conference these smaller con- or these lesser conferences you're going to see a lot of really good football a lot of fun football and i think you know we're going to get down to it here i think there's a team there's a team in the sun belt that i think will be able to catch a power 5 team um you know, and it's not going to be that close, maybe even. So I just think, or even like with Colorado State and Toledo, like Toledo, I think, has got a great shot to oh, beat Colorado State. S&P has them at 67% chance of beating Colorado State. Yeah. I mean, so they I, have them way above Colorado State. And I know, State. I know that Colorado, Colorado State's, State's a, terrible. I know that Colorado They're, State's in a. They've in had a, all kinds of issues yeah, off the field, too. Sure. Kind of ripped apart that program. Yeah. But like, I know, I know Colorado State's in the uh, Mountain West, which is a G5, but it's, you know, Mountain West and American are kind of those elevated. G five like tweeners, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, if they can knock off a team like Colorado State, like that's that's punching above their weight a little bit, a little bit, but not. I mean, that's sort of, meh, kind of, kind of, because they're uh, Colorado State belongs in the bottom echelon of of every like category and and FBS. I mean, sure, they're terrible. But but I'm just saying that like if you're talking going like conference I'm, prestige, but I'm just saying like any, I'm saying you think about that, like Toledo, yeah, no. But what I'm saying is is that like is that it's impressive only in, like in name only only on paper. It's not impressive if you know anything about football. You know what I mean? If you know anything about the talent on those teams and what they're capable of, 
Like Colorado State's just been terrible. Yeah. Terrible. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to Conference USA. Uh, Dingus, what do you see in this beautiful, beautiful conference? Four teams at the top. Uh, University of Texas San Antonio, the Roadrunners, Marshall. Uh, have they? They both have win totals of eight. UAB, the uh, Dragons, not the Blazers, have seven and a half. Uh, the <laughs> Owls, right. FAU, at seven. But the under is minus one forty for the Owls. So the market's not thinking uh, very well of FAU's chances of getting more than six. UAB, on the on the other hand, is minus one sixty on the over. So eight wins might be very well. Uh, you know, possible for the, for the Dragons and and the UTEP Miners uh, might be a team to keep on keep an eye on for the Q, uh, quest for f- two. Um, their win total is three, but the under is minus one fifty five. So the market's favoring uh, two wins or less. Uh, and there's an enormous clusterfuck in the middle of the conference with mm-hmm. eight teams between four and five and a half wins. Just a swarm of mediocrity. Very on brand for uh, for Conference US. Hey, hey, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to have you repeat very. On exactly how you spelled it out there, and the very there you go on brand. There you go nice. for conference USA. Nice. You know, you look at all three of the conferences that we're talking about tonight, and if you stack them top to bottom, you definitely do have that kind of like three very distinct tiers. And we'll talk about how it's not exactly balanced in mm-hmm. one of these conferences, but you do see that you know you've definitely got the the cream teams mm-hmm. and then the the middle teams and then yep. the bottom yep. doors. The cream teams. <laughs> the cream teams. Yeah. Dirty Kenny. What? He loves them. Uh, yeah, I, this conference is just kind of crazy with to me. Uh, the lowest total, like Rich said, was UTEP with three. You know, you would think Conference USA, Conference USA would have a team or two lower than that. Really? They're all terrible, so they all like are going to get some, they get their wins. That's you know? yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, I'm going to start in the East. We're Marshall. Uh, real quick, I know we've had this conversation every year, but why is Marshall in Conference USA and not in the MAC? They used Did to they be. used to be in the MAC, yes, or is this a Mandela be. effect thing? Yep. Okay, I'm almost. I mean, I we can look it up, but yeah. I'm. Almost positive from memory that that Marshall was because Marshall and and UMass used to both be in the MAC. Okay, yeah, yeah, and Marshall okay. moved on a few years ago, and then yeah. UMass left a couple of years ago. Okay, yeah, okay, good. Oof, I thought that was like a Mandela effect thing for me. Like <laughs> I, I don't bears. think so. Okay, I don't. I, I'm almost positive. Maybe, maybe one of you with a computer can maybe look that up here. <laughs> You have a computer in your hand. That's true. It's a tiny computer. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so Marshall and Florida Atlantic are the two favorites to win the division. Marshall has nine returning on the second-ranked conference offense, including quarterback Grant Wells. The OC from Doc Holliday staff uh, was retained by Huff when they changed uh, coaches. Uh, So there will be continuity there. Also, eight return on defense that ranked first in the conference in scoring. Can they win eight? I say yes. I think they have eight wins for sure with four maybe games. Now, the Owls, they have 11 back on offense and 10 back on defense. The offense was just okay last year, and the defense was actually pretty good. Can they get over seven? I say push. I'm going to push it. I know it's not necessarily allowed on this, but with these over-under totals, it's hard to – I don't know. Anyway, uh, I think they have five wins for sure and mostly get to six, but I think seven will be pretty tough. So if I have to if gun to my head, I have to, I'm going to say under the seven for Florida Atlantic. Now with the West, uh, this conference. Uh, now with this conference, I'm going to go. I'm going to go chalk, saying UAB or UTSA are you know they're obviously the top of the division, like Rich said. UAB has 12 seniors that are coming back for their extra year and a total of 16 starters, nine on defense that only allowed 21 points per game last year, a win total of seven and a half. I think they go over again. Rich said that that's where the money is, or that's what that's what's favored right now, and I think it's there. Um, 
with they're gonna have a for sure loss against Uga, obviously. So it leaves four toss ups, and they only need one of those to go over. The only other team in the running are the Roadrunners. They return twenty one starters. Yeah, twenty one. Win total of eight. So that's really impressive. I really like the overs here as well. I think they already ha- are already at nine, and then they get UAB at home. So I do like the Roadrunners to beat Marshall in the conference championship game. So I'm not going to pick the Dragons. The Dragons, it's going to be a battle between the Dragons and the Roadrunners, though. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, that game's going to be excellent. The road to the conference, uh, the division title is going to be excellent coming from those two teams. Okay, Marshall uh, was in the MAC conference two times. Oh, see? From 1953 to 1969. Nice. And then again from 1997 to 2005. They spent the time in between the Southern Conference, and I believe that's when Randy Moss played for Marshall mm. was when they were 1AA. Oh, okay. Before they went back to... What, what was the dates? The- 77 to 97. Because Randy Moss played for Marshall. Yeah, right? true. Was it in 97? I don't know. There might have been when they it was either 90, back. It was 97 or 98. Okay. So it was one of those years. Or it might have been one year in both or whatever. Yeah. But I remember, but yeah, they were like the dominant team in 1AA at the time because they had won, or, and then they went on to win three more MAC championships as well. So um, so when Byron left, which? That's when they were in the MAC because left, which was, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure he's early 2000s. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Chad, Chad Pennington, right? Chad Pennington was yep. the same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Those are both, those are both, um, after they went back to one double. Went to the, yeah. Okay, yeah, they went to the MAC. Okay. Yep. All right, yeah, so I think one of the big surprises of the COVID-shortened season had to have been UTSA. Yeah. And the improvement they showed. Jeff Trailer, he was a high school coach. It, it, everybody kind of, you know, did a kind of weird little head nod. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's a weird hire, but he's actually shown that <clears> – <throat> He's been able to take some of that experience in the high school with Texas ranks. I, I mean, say, Texas, Texas high, school, high school ranks is is like that's a different that hits that hits different. Texas high school coaches hit different than regular high school coaches. I mean, yeah, th- there there are stadiums, Texas high school stadiums that are thirty, forty thousand <laughs> yes, exactly. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And if you want to if you want to coach one of those small Texas schools, it makes sense to have have those roots because that's where your players are going to come from. Yep. You've got to recruit Texas and you have to recruit locally mm. to have success. And, and they have and You know, in San Antonio, as far as small towns in Texas, it's not small, I guess, but you know, not a major population right. center. They, they have a huge rabid football fan base. The, um, the league a couple of years ago, not the the XFL, the other one that was a couple of years ago. Oh, um, I know the Spring Football League. Yeah, 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 yeah. San Antonio yeah. had yeah. a team. That's mm-hmm. where um, um, Mike, Wire- Mike, Mike Riley, Riley was. Yeah. Yeah. They were pulling like twenty five, thirty thousand fans a yeah. game for that yeah. crappy league. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so you know they they get fans, and so you know Texas kids will, will go play there. Uh, so he's been able to recruit well. He's also inherited a, a bunch of pretty talented players including uh, Texas College Football Player of the Year Sincere McCormick yeah, Dude, he's awesome he's awesome yeah. I watched he's him so play a couple awesome. games last yeah. year over 1400 yards rushing last year yeah. they have five more Athlon preseason all conference picks so I, wow. I I like UTSA out of um, out of the west so the east it looks like the clear front runner like you guys said is Marshall uh, their former or their their new coach uh, was a former band assistant, Charles Huff, and he of course takes over for a Wild West legend and shootout at the OK Corral participant <laughs> Doc Holiday. Man, I can't believe he's been alive this long. I know, I know. and his mustache still looks awesome. He's <laughs> aged well. I think he had tuberculosis. Man, that guy's really hanging in there. Uh, <laughs> It's all that Kellogg's cereal he ate. <laughs> yeah. It's all the c- cigars and whiskey. He looks old timey. <laughs> but. 
I know Marshall looks like the sexy pick or the popular pick. I don't know if those two things are the same. Are they wearing, wearing eyeliner? If they are, it's the same. If yeah. not, they're different. <laughs> <laughs> but I have my eye on a team that hasn't seen the field since 2019. Oh, yeah. The Old Dominion Monarchs. There we go. Okay. So get this. Okay. Over the last Sell co- me, Kenny. Over the last two years, two recruiting cycles, Old Dominion has recruited 31 three-star players. Okay. At a team like Old Dominion, that's that's accumulating a lot of talent. They they lost a few players, you know, last year when they announced that they that they weren't playing, but they actually were able to retain a pretty fair amount of talent from that, including a couple of their quarterbacks. So pretty low attrition, I'd say, given the circumstances and that extended break. Mm-hmm. If they, I think that they can make it through the non-con injury free. I think they can make a run. Okay. And one more piece. Former UCF quarterback Daryl mm-hmm. Mack, mm-hmm. who gave UCLA or LSU fits a couple years ago in a bowl yeah. game, yeah. is in the mix for the starting spot. So he, they have a lot of young talent, but if if he can bring that leadership on the field, I think they can survive early. I think they can make a run. So I'm going to go with Old Dominion to come out of the East and take on UTSA. Yep. Hmm. In that in that championship game, that'll be interesting. I I so I'm, I I don't agree with them coming out of the East. I do agree that there's a ton of value in the Monarchs for a lot of the reasons you pointed out. Their win total, by the way, is three and a half. So if they get if their win total is three and a half and they play in the conference championship game, that is going to be a pretty big coup. Uh, Ricky Rain is their coach. Okay, he's, um, and he's the ex offensive coordinator at Penn State, I think. Okay, um, okay, bit of an unknown quantity. Um, but the market's favoring a minus one forty on the over, so I think you know at least at least four wins is 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 probable, at least according to gamblers. So, um, what I like about Ricky Rain is he's an unknown quantity since he didn't get a coach last year, and that means like the market is lacking a lot of important information that could maybe ha- you know be, this line is very solid. I don't think, um, but uh, you know as Kenny pointed out, like this dude can recruit his nards off. He's just he's plucking you know transfers and three star players, power five transfers. Uh, and he's never run, he's never run a fucking play yet, and he's already like killing it. So, <laughs> so that's pretty good. Um, so yeah, if they can gel early, I definitely see five or six potential wins. Um, not quite as bullish as Kenny, but but definitely on the same page. Um, but based on last year's data, you got to kind of love Marshall's chances of coming out of the East, as you guys have said. Uh, all their offense really has to do is not suck because their defense is going to keep them in every game. And I don't even mind the overplay for Marshall either because App State is the only real question mark on their entire schedule. And the Herd's, de- Herd's defense held the Mountaineers to just seven points last season. It's not insanely out of the question to me that the Herd goes undefeated uh, this year because if you look at their schedule, it's just not that tough. The Western Championship pretty clearly, as you guys pointed out, runs through Birmingham or San Antonio. Uh, but I do see value in Rice as a play on the over. Oh. B- because when Brian Smith took over that defense, um, talking about SMP Plus, Kenny, it was, they were ranked 124th um, in 2018. 2019, they finished 96th. And last year, they ended up a kind of an, an astonishing 54th. Um, kind of sneaky, good defense. Their offense was their Achilles heel. But uh, they do uh, take on uh, a former Husker, Luke McCaffrey. Uh, so nice job there, Scott. Via Louisville, he yeah, yeah. <laughs> transferred Louisville is like, oh, they have a good quarterback. I'm, I'm out of here. here. I'm gonna go. What's, what's the? Where's a shitty offense? Oh, Rice. Okay, I can probably play there. <laughs> shitty offense with a good coach, though. He was the former He's, offensive yeah. coordinator at Stanford. Exactly, yeah. good coach and a great defense. So you yep. know, so there's there's some potential there. Um, I just think that uh, that if you look at um, their their season last year, Rice went two and three, 
But one loss was the Middle Tennessee uh, State in double overtime. Another was the UAB, actually, by just five. I mean, they were in every loss. Oh, and by the way, they fucking blanked Marshall 20 to nothing last year. Oh, so okay. Uh, so if the Rice offense is even a little bit serviceable, they're going to win more than five and a half. And honestly, I, I think they can make things really interesting in the West. I'm not sure, I'm not sure they're going to win, but they could shake things up. And if they can catch a Marshall, they can catch somebody, you know, sleeping. They could, they could shake things up. Cool. All right. So there you have it. We got some different opinions again uh, in... Conference US Hey. hey. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our final conference. Let's wrap up with a really fun conference this year. I it love the reason why they call it the fun belt. It's so good. I'll be watching so many games oh, on yeah. ESPN Plus oh, this yeah. year. It's gonna be great. So uh Rich, why don't you take us through the Sun Belt? Yep, there's a pretty clear pecking order uh in the old fun belt. You got the chance. At ten wins, the Cajuns at nine and a half, the Mountaineers at nine, followed by Troy at seven, then a bunch of bullshit in the middle, and then poor old UL Monroe sucking hind tit at one and a half with odds sit on the under sitting at minus one fifty five. Wow, <laughs> That's, that is not awesome. Uh, Arkansas State, on the other hand, is minus one sixty to go over three and a half. So the the market okay. seems to be expecting the Red Wolves to overperform, whereas uh, UL Monroe and the Texas State fighting armadillos. I might want to see if they can just go catch a whole bunch of Delta variant and see if they can cancel the season <laughs> two. Um, <laughs> you know, speaking of that, just a quick aside, <laughs> what effect do you think COVID will have on the season this year? I don't know. Is, is it going to be uh, the, the same type of the thing that we saw last year or, you know, with North Carolina state in the, in the college world series, are they going to be like whole like, oh, games that are canceled because of it? Know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard about to it. Yeah. It's hard to say. They, they might just say, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. They like, could. One cares. year was enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know. We didn't make, we didn't make any money. So we need, right. we need football. To, we, need, we need you to sacrifice your, exactly. your, your lungs and your brain. They're like, well, they're like, Hey, yeah. you're already getting paid for sponsorships. Exactly. Now. Exactly. Why so. you just get sponsored by an urgent care clinic. It'd be fun. <laughs> What can go wrong? All right. Uh, no, but you know who should not cancel the season is Georgia State. Uh, yeah. Their win total is five and a half at plus 110, and they I think they're probably a little bit undervalued. I say that because uh, last year the Panthers took Louisiana to overtime, lost App State by four, and posted a five and four regular season record. That's with their freshman quarterback, Cornelius Yolo Brown the fourth. Hell yes. All-name team. All-name team. For sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, throwing 10 picks in 10 games. He was... Just an excitable boy, huh, uh, and yeah. now, but he's all grossed up and uh, with a with a defense that's gone from 109th to 46th in SMP plus the last few years. The Panthers might be worth uh, looking at for for going over five and a half. But in the top heavy East, I'm saying fuck the Panthers. I'm even saying fuck the Cages and the Chance. The bounce back Whoa. play for 2021 Ooh. is Troy, and here's why: Troy got clobbered by BYU and App State. Granted. But they lost to Coastal Carolina by four, Middle Tennessee State by three, Georgia Southern by seven, and Georgia State by two. They got incredibly unlucky in their close games last season, whereas the Chance and the Cajuns were the exact opposite. They've miracled their way to their breakout seasons, winning all or nearly all of their one-score games. Legion knows as well as I do that uh, you know there's so much about close football games that rides on nothing more than luck. And so, um, no, I don't, and I don't believe that teams create their own luck. I think that's bullshit. Luck is ex- controlled exclusively by the whims of the random variants. By the so, bounce of the ball. By the bounce of the ball. Just like viruses. <laughs> so, uh, if things normalize this season, I expect Troy to gain a couple more wins and for the Cajuns and the chance to drop one or two more this year in those close ones. Bottom line, Joes are taking shock, ignoring the lucky variants for the chance in Cajuns. Pros are taking Coastal Carolina under 10, Cajuns under 9.5, and, and Troy over 7. All right. That's a bold pick. Interesting. <laughs> Thanks. Interesting. So, okay, just to make clear, so who do you have in the championship game? You like Troy 
Troy coming out of the West? Uh, no. Or East? I just like. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. One okay, of, the, one of those teams. Lines. One of those teams is going to come out okay. of the. That's fair. And the so, and the other side doesn't even matter. So. Louisiana probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah it's probably Louisiana. Yeah, it, it, you look at the Sun Belt Conference. It might actually be more unbalanced than the Big Ten because you have all those teams like Rich just talked about on on one side. According to uh, the S and P rankings, Georgia Southern they're picked last in the East. They'd actually be considered the second best team in the West. <laughs> this is crazy. And, you know, we mentioned, we talked about last week about conference championship games. And if there's ever a conference that could benefit from just taking the top two teams, it yep. would be the Sun Belt. Yep. Because yep. The, they would have a much better chance of, you know, getting into you'd have either. Two, you'd have possibly those two teams being ranked. Yeah. You could have two ranked teams in the championship yeah. game. Now, Louisiana might be ranked, but. Are they the second best team in the conference? But I don't that, know. Would that hurt them though? Because what if? Because because let's say that like some like Louisiana or I don't know, let's say like one of one of the teams in the in the other uh, in the in the West. So um, the chance go to the championship and play fucking whoever Louisiana. Yeah. And then you have um, who's the other team that's really good um, in the in the in, 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 in the in the East? Yeah. Um, well, either, App either, State. App State. App yeah. State. So so if if the if the chance beat Louisiana. Then you can still pick the the um, God. Why am I fucking uh, Appalachian State, State, State yeah. to, to go to the playoff? Right? Yeah, but they're only gonna get they're only gonna get one in. So you're cha- I think you're looking at seeding, you know. So if because yeah. Coastal because Car- there's a good chance that like Coastal Carolina and Louisiana will be ranked. But if you're taking, right? I'm just but, but uh, you're saying you, you, if you're taking two because you guys were talking about how this would help them because then you can take two from the conference. Yeah, but I mean, we're what, not, what's the difference? Not two from this conference. Okay. So so here, yeah, I, don't I, think. I think what Casey's point is. Let's say that, let's say the chance play. Um, Louisiana or whoever, and you've got App State sitting there. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Coastal Carolina and App State are both ranked. Louisiana is, you know, maybe not ranked. They're they're decent. So Louisiana wins that game. They're automatically the lowest seed in the entire tournament. Oh, there you go. That's the other. Yeah, that's Coastal the other Carolina and App State. If one of those teams won, they might be able to snag an 11, 10, 9 seed just based on that they're both better teams than the team coming out of the other side. Or of the if conference. you, or if you have, like you said, like so, like. Right now, if your undefeated team on the other division beats the highest ranked team, let's like let's say take it last year, right? Where like Coastal was ranked twelfth and Louisiana got up to like nineteenth, right? Mm-hmm. So then, um, let's say Louisiana for some reason or like if they took the top two teams instead of having the undefeated. Or hang on, I gotta back this up because I'm not talking about it right. So if you have an unranked team going against a ranked team. Right, and the mm-hmm. unranked team beats the ranked team. Mm-hmm. So then your conference champion is no longer going to be one of the top six conference champions. So you don't get an automatic bid. Right, right. But if you have uh, two ranked teams that play each other in a conference championship game, it doesn't necessarily matter. The winner is going to be ranked. The winner is going to be ranked, and there's mm-hmm. a good shot you're going to get one of those automatic bids. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that, that's the if that if that I think the, there's just that's two the, ways of looking at it. Uh, if, yeah. that, if that's two the reason to get rid of conference championship games, I'm not sure I'm totally sold. But divisions, not conference. Well, teams. I mean, but I, that's what I mean. But yeah. divisions, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'll think. Well, we'll, this, we'll the, let it percolate. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, and we'll see how yeah. you know this season plays, plays out. out. Yeah. yeah, and they're not going to twelve this year, are they? No, no. twenty twenty three would be the earliest. And like like you said, we look at the other side, the the West. Any team, I think, n- almost any team, literally any team, could could come out of there. I mean, even Georgia Southern could make a run and mm-hmm. and do something. Uh, but I think I'm going to go with the team returning the most productivity. That's Coastal Carolina. So I'm going to go chalk on that side. Uh, so I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. Now this is the conference I'm really really excited about. The Sun Belt has, like we've been saying, four teams that can compete with almost 
all of the uh, G5, including the American and the Midwest and the Mountain West. I, I think Coastal Carolina, App State, Georgia State, and Louisiana are all very good teams this year. Let me start with a team that I think may be the steal of the totals game. Rich mentioned them, the Panthers of Georgia State. They sit at plus 110 with the over at 5.5. Come on, that's easy money. Uh, they return their whole offense, 9 on defense. Sure, they have losses at North Carolina and Auburn. But I think they have six for sure wins already, four toss-up games. Like, they have Army at home, first game of the season. That's a toss-up game to me. Um, I haven't really researched Army too much. But, I mean, it's the first game, so anything can really happen, especially especially then. And then App, they get App State at home. Then they have to go to Louisiana and, uh, and Coastal Carolina. They will win at least one of those four toss-up games. Um, and then they may catch... Coast Carolina to win the division. I don't. I mean, it's it's just so close with those three teams on that side. Coast Carolina, of course, favorite to win, uh, and they've earned that. They've earned that right. Their total is a is crazy at ten. But seriously, like when you when you break it down, it's not that crazy. I don't think they returned nine on that offense that was awesome last year. Ten on the defense that was pretty good as well. Can they beat Kansas again this year? I think they definitely have a shot. It's at home. Uh, Leopold's a good coach, but he was hired late in the year. You can't change the personnel right away. Um, then they go to Buffalo, and we talked about them already. Um, and I, I say, fuck it. Let's go over. Uh, Coastal Carolina is going to go 13-0, beat Louisiana in the title game. Let's uh, Now we can talk about the Raging Cajuns for just a minute. Total of 9.5. Here's a question for you guys. Can they beat Texas week one? Doubtful. I don't think so. I don't think they can beat it. I think they can give them a good game, um, but I don't think they'll get by Texas. Yeah. yeah no. Look, I know the talent gap, but it's game one, Stark era. Might be a f- Maybe Rocky. Might be a fun money line flyer, you know, yeah. just because you could probably get plus 800, something like that. I'm yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what the total or the spread's going to be. So they have 20. What's it going to be favored by? 800 would be like like three or four touchdowns, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd hmm. be about 20, 25. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so... Louisiana has 20 starters back. They beat Iowa State last year, week one. Mm. So um, they do have Ohio, App State, and Georgia State all at home. Then at Liberty late in the year. So I think there's four toss-ups. I think they can get to nine, but 10 will be asking too much. So I do like Coastal Carolina to win that division. Um, But it's going to be those four teams, Coastal, Georgia State, App State, and Louisiana are all going to be really, really fun teams to watch this year mm-hmm. especially week one I, I think that texas louisiana game is gonna be absolutely fascinating i just don't think that those two i think if you're flying by the seat of your pants and you're and you're winning like super close games all the time and that's how you build your like breakout season i'm just not doesn't convince me that you're you know able to put away your opponents and and repeat that same performance the next year but you have a lot of guys coming back who know how to win in close situations and they beat too. and they beat a big, tw- a high end sure. Big Ten, Big sure. Twelve team last yeah, year. Yeah, but then they also almost lost like four games too to like people yeah. in the conference. Sure, so. sure. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I think it, like you said, it's going to be a ton of fun to watch. So mm-hmm. let's end here. Let's talk about Louisiana Monroe a little bit because <laughs> yep. we do love our losers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do they get to two? Dingus. Me, uh, I looked at their body of work from last year, and it's uh, pretty fucking bleak. They got zilched zero and ten. So that's not great, and their coach got fired. What's his, what was his? Um, he was actually de- he was doing reasonably well there the previous couple seasons, and then dropped a big goose egg last year, and they fired him. 
Um, the only game they were even close to winning was a five-point loss to Georgia Southern. Everything else was a three to four touchdown blowout. Yep. Um, Terry Bowden is there now, and so I don't know. Maybe that's worth something. Uh, it probably just like narrows the defeats by like a touchdown or two, maybe at the best. So who hasn't he coached for? Yeah, I don't know, right? Uh, probably. I guess I'm gonna. I guess I have to take the under. Like I don't know how they're gonna win any other game besides Jacksonville State. So uh, one game. Yeah, uh, S&P has Jacksonville State as their only likely win, 83%. They actually have them as a toss-up against South Alabama, mm, and then okay. likely losses is everything <laughs> else. <laughs> they play LSU this year, too. Oh, yeah, oh, second yeah. to last. <gasps> and they, they play LSU, and oh, then they play... that game for LSU. Yeah, and then they play Louisiana <laughs> right after that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they have both of those games as a 1% chance so, of winning. So they, they also play... So they play so uh, we can go through the schedule. So they play at Kentucky first. No, nope, that's a loss. So that's a loss. That's a blowout. Jackson State uh, win, win. Win. Troy loss at home. Huge loss at Coastal Carolina. Huge loss. Georgia State at home. Huge loss. Yeah. Liberty at home. Huge loss. <laughs> South Alabama at home. Uh, Toss up. Yeah. yeah. At Appalachian State. Huge loss. At Texas State. Huge loss. Well, I don't know the Bobcats or, or whatever they are. Farmer they're, fight now, Armadillos. Armadillos. They're not that good. Uh, like, maybe maybe that's winnable. I don't know. Home uh, versus Arkansas State. Arkansas State will kill them. Arkansas State's got a new quarter. They got a new coach too. Yeah, but they so. got talent returning, and they're 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 pretty decent. Uh, at LSU. Okay. <laughs> at Louisiana. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you guys know who uh, Louisiana Monroe's offensive coordinator is? Is it Tim Beck? Nope. <sighs> who is it? Rich Rodriguez. Oh, ouch! Oh, oh how the mighty have. And you know who the starting quarterback? Did they get him off out of like mothballs or like where did he come from? Because he hasn't been. He, he was. Has he been coaching recently? I don't think he coached. As I say, I don't think he's been coaching for a while. Because he went to Arizona and then he's been off for a couple years. Yeah, I think. I think is Tate their starting quarterback? No, nope. <laughs> I must have dusted him off. <laughs> the show. Their starting quarterback this year is probably going to be Rhett. Rodriguez, Rhett, oh, Rhett, his son, Rich, Rhett, Rich Rod's son. Rhett, Rhett, wow, yeah, Rhett Rod, Rhett Row, Rhett Rod, Rhett Row, Rhett Rod. <laughs> Rhett. Yeah, I don't I think we well, named our kid it. Rhett. By the way, did you? That was, that was the number two choice. Yep, Rhett, Rhett Miller. Or no, it's a, a, yeah. is that, that's the name, right? Yeah, old ninety seven. Yeah, 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 Rhett. Mm-hmm. Strong name, bold name. Yeah, no, I like that it got voted in. down. Yeah, it did. Everything I do gets voted down. What have you ever done that didn't get voted down? Quit teaching. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I got that one by. Yeah, you did. You stuck that one in there. Man, because I didn't back down. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Legion, we made it through three conferences. I hope you enjoyed tonight's presentation of college football. And if you didn't, as always, eat shit. Uh, yeah, next week, we're going to do Mountain West. Mountain West's American. American. And do Independence. Sure. Indies? Yeah, we could do that. Okay. Indies? All right. Yeah. Okay, okay. I almost okay. I felt like we should be talking about liberty. Tonight. Yeah, well, li- oh, yeah, I know, right? But we'll talk about liberty when we talk about Notre Dame and BYU. Or should we just talk about Notre Dame with the ACC just cuz they should be the <laughs> ACC? <laughs> That's a good point. You know, it might it might make sense to lump them into the Power 5 conference. I discussion. Get, I love I love the idea of keeping Notre Dame with these like shittier teams. Yeah. That's true too. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz fuck Notre Dame as hard yeah. as you can fuck anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you like leprechauns. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, okay. Well, all right. We'll talk we'll yeah. talk about Notre Dame then. We'll do no Yeah, we'll do independence next week. Next week. All right. Well, Legion, thanks for joining us and um we're going to go find a bar of soap. 
and yep. some visine. <laughs> yep. To drink. Yep. And some a- analese. Hmm. Yep. To drink. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. No. We'll <laughs> it's see. for your eyes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so bad at uh, home homeopathy. What is this? What, what are you? When homeopathy. Home yeah, yeah. Homeopathy. Yeah. Yeah. You guys know all. You guys all figured out all the medicines for your eyes and butt, butt and <laughs> mouth. <laughs> I didn't say anything about your butt. Oh, um, I just, I just assume it's always about. Yeah, butt. it's always about. You the look butt. so sexy right now. Oh, thank <laughs> you, thank you. Eyeliner does make you look sexy. Does it though? Yeah, we definitely stepped our game up. Yeah. Okay. Well, hmm. we'll post a picture right. of you. Sex for yourself. <laughs> sexiest college football podcast in the multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta go. Definitely. Bye. Boners. Bye. Boners. Triangle man, triangle man. Triangle man hates person man. They have a fight. Triangle wins. Triangle man. Not to interject, but how do you wash off this eyeliner? Just with soap. Just soap and water? Mm-hmm. Do I don't have to have like some special like makeup remover? Nah. No. Nah. She's a wet wipe. <laughs> okay. I have no idea, actually. I, I just know. made that up. This is like permanent marker, isn't it? Here's what you do. You just <laughs> you take you take a paper towel, just a little bit of your analese, and you just rub it off. <laughs> hmm. I was in a band once. We did um, a monotone version of Doe a Deer. Really? Doe a deer, a female deer. Ray, a drop of golden sun. Me, a name I call myself. So we just did the whole thing in the same key. Hmm. That's pretty rad. Awesome. <coughs> what? Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. What's I'm taking ready. so long? Are you ready? Yeah.